0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Wednesday, May the 24th, 2023. So glad that you are taking time to be with us today. We uh, are journeying through the book of Acts. So we are in Acts chapter 14 today. So I encourage you to, if you got your Bible, grab it. If you got a uh, device that your YouTube Bible app or whatever. You're used to read the word. Let's uh, let's dive in as we continue our journey through uh, the larger journey through the New Testament this year. And so, we're doing good. We're um, this is week. What is this week? Twenty-one of our uh, journey through the New Testament. So fifty-two. Wow, we're getting close to halfway. Fifty-two weeks in a year. We're week twenty-one. So yeah, we're approaching the midway point. Awesome job. All right. Well, you know what we do? We read, we pray. We change the world. Let's do it. Um, Acts chapter 14. At Iconium, Paul and Barnabas went, as usual, into the Jewish synagogue. Okay, so that's insight. We see now that their regular custom was to go into the Jewish synagogue. That was Paul's MO of evangelism. And spreading the gospel early on. He would go to a city, find a Jewish synagogue because he was Jewish, obviously, <laughs> and would uh, basically teach scriptures, teach the scriptures. And from the scriptures, lead people to see, um, you know, the Lord willing, leading people to see that Jesus was indeed the uh, Messiah, Israel's Messiah. And we'll see later on in Acts 7, 17, Paul uses a very different mode of evangelism of spreading the gospel but his regular kind of way was to go to the synagogue and so here it says as usual um, he went as usual so it's like probably everyone who knew Paul is like yeah that's what he did he, that was typical it was typical movement was to go to the synagogue and find people who were searching find people who were eager to understand scripture uh who were, who were students of the scripture and he would be like well let me show you how Uh, The life of Jesus, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus is all over the pages of our scriptures. So, yeah. So, he goes to the Jewish synagogue. There they spoke so effectively that a great number of Jews and Greeks believed. But the Jews who refused to believe stirred up the other Gentiles and poisoned their minds against the brothers. Okay, So, some Jews and Gentiles are believing. But the Jews who were not on board with what people, with what Paul and Barnabas were teaching, they're stirring up the other Greeks who are not on board. So you pretty much got two distinct groups here, right? You got the Jews and Jews and Greeks that are on board with Jesus and on board with what Paul is teaching, and then you got the Jews and Greeks who are not on uh, the same page as Paul and Barnabas when it comes to Jesus. So Paul and Barnabas spent considerable time there speaking boldly for the Lord who confirmed the message of his grace by enabling them to perform signs and wonders so there are signs and wonders that are happening as a confirmation of the word uh, and that is really the uh, that is the function of miracles throughout the Bible honestly certainly the certainly in the life of Jesus that is the purpose of miracles of signs and wonders if you will the healings, the uh, the deliverances, the calming of the seas, and supernatural um, supernatural occurrences—they were to affirm they they stood as signs pointing to the truthfulness of Jesus and His message. They were the, the miracles are never ends in themselves. Jesus didn't preach so that He could perform miracles he performed miracles as validation as signs of a demonstration of God's power at work in his life so the message was accompanied by signs and wonders and so here we see the same thing happening in the book of acts and it still happens today miracles are really they should be they should be signposts pointing to Jesus deliverance and miracles and Healings are never just spectacles, unhinged spectacles. No, they're they're hinged. Properly understood, they're hinged. They're connected to the gospel, to Jesus, to the to his that message of the gospel. And so, the signs and wonders um, are con- are confirming the message of grace. Verse four: People of the city were divided. Some sided with the Jews; others with the apostles. There was a plot afoot among the Gentiles and Jews together with their leaders to mistreat them and stone them. Hmm. But they found out, and they fled to Ly- Lyconian, to the Lyconian cities of Lystra and Derbe, and to the surrounding country where they continued to preach the gospel. So they get word of impending uh, danger, and they leave the region. And they go to Lister and Derby, but they continue on with the teaching and preaching ministry. They don't stop the ministry; they just they just move to a different location, and again um, preach the gospel. Man, it's a good reminder for you. No matter where you, no matter where you go, no matter, no matter what location you're in, uh, your primary vocation is to be an ambassador of Christ. Mine too. Is to be a preacher, a a gospel, <laughs> a gospel peddler, as it were. A hope dealer. (laughs) Not a dope dealer, but a hope dealer. (laughs) I'm a hope dealer, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. (laughs) Dealing in hope. Dealing in the gospel everywhere we go. Whether we're um, in one job or we get moved to another job or we're in one location, get moved to another location, you know, um, in our different environments. That's our primary vocation is uh, calling is to be ambassadors of Jesus, and so they go to Lystra and Derby, and they just keep on preaching, preach the gospel in Lystra, there's said a man who was lame <laughs> sometimes you know cultural context right you just you 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 just hear that phrase now there's a side a man who was lame we don't we don't now, we don't immediately think uh a physical ailment we think he's like a dud, you know there's that dude he like he's lame. he said, you know, not very friendly. He doesn't quite get it, but here this is a physical ailment, like physically lame, couldn't walk. In Lystra, there was a man who was lame. He had been that way from birth and had never walked. Hmm. He listened to Paul as he was speaking. Paul looked directly at him, saw that he had faith to be healed, healed, and called out, stand up on your feet. And at that, the man jumped. What? He jumped. What? He jumped and began to walk. Oh, might as well jump. You know, 1984, Van Halen. Go ahead and jump. <laughs> oh, who said that? that was, that's probably how you, hey, who said that? <laughs> uh, you got to know the song. If you know the song, you're with me, man. You're with me. Um, go ahead, jump. And at that man, the man jumped. David Lee Roth. No, no this was Paul, actually. But um, Interesting phrase there, right? Like, he looked at the man. He looked directly at him and saw that he had faith to be healed. What? Man, that, that phrase to me is loaded. Like, what does that mean? Like was there a, like was there a conversation that had gone on with the man, and he and through that that conversation, um, interaction, he saw that this man had faith to be healed. Was it like a spiritual discernment? Like he looked at the man, and like the Holy Spirit spoke to his heart, and, like and just gave him this sort of sense that this man has faith. W- what what was that? It doesn't the Bible doesn't say. It just says you know it kind of leaves us to kind of ponder a little bit looked directly at him saw that he had faith to be healed and called out hmm. interesting because I know i mean the spirit will give you you know little nudges like you know insight perspective like you know this is this person is hungry this thing this person is spiritually hungry this person needs hope this person is is uh interested in the gospel he's uh this person is is uh, is uh is hungry for spiritual food, they're desperate. They're uh, they're open. The spirit will give you promptings like that, uh, but it could have come through dialogue. Maybe there was a, a a dialogue that happened prior to, you know, Paul saying, "Go ahead and jump, jump." But anyway, verse <laughs> might as well jump. You know, if you're walking right now, whatever, you just, just go ahead and jump. Just jump. Right where you jump, yeah. There you go. Um, when the crowd, very good. When the crowd saw that Paul, what Paul had done, they shouted in the uh, Las, uh, Lyconian Lyca, language. I probably didn't say that right, but they shouted in their language. The gods have come down to us in human form. So they're like, whoa, this dude is walking. We know he's been lame. Uh, you know, this is supernatural. This is otherworldly. Barnabas, they called Zeus. And Paul, they called Hermes because he was the chief speaker. So he, they've ascribed him to their Greek gods. Well, Barnabas, you must be Zeus, and you, Paul must be Hermes. The priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bulls and wreaths to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them wow they are i mean, the <laughs> lister and derby they are on board. they are like they're ready to worship as gods paul and barnabas to the point that the chiefs that the priest of the temple the pagan temples are ready to offer sacrifices to them wow but when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard this they tore their clothes and rushed out into the crowd shouting friends why are you doing this we too are only human like you only human okay there's another song only human yeah he's like i love this because you know you, you, we got to be careful um whenever we have spectacular gifts you know uh, and whatever that gift is, whether that spectacular gift is in the area of um, performance, whether that spectacular gift is in in terms of b- the ability to accumulate wealth, whether that whether whatever that uh, to sing, uh, to speak, to communicate, to what it to to whatever it is, when we have a spectacular gift that is visible, we've got to be really cautious and. Uh, and actually, not even cautious. We've got to be alert and almost aggressive in diverting people worship. You know, you can't. You, you've got to. We've got to make sure. And we, on the other side of that, we've got to make sure that we're not worshiping people because who have spectacular gifts, which is probably more the case we find ourselves in. Most of us don't have those spectacular gifts, but we know people who do, and so we're quick to. Uh, we can be tempted to worship them, idolize them, because they're an incredible athlete or they're an incredible entertainer or uh, they've made a lot of money. And here Paul and Barnabas have performed an incredible miracle, but they get it. They're like right away, they tore their clothes. And they said, we're only human. They're like, no, we're human, man. No, we're just like you. No, 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 no. Don't be offering us sacrifice we are no, no 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 let's get this right. let's let's get this correct right now. So we need to be it's a good reminder for us we don't we don't worship worship human beings. We too are only human like you. We are bringing you good news telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God and I love that. what worthless things they're idols to turn from their worthless worthless things to God. To the living God, who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them, in the past, oh, I love this verse, verse sixteen. In the past, He let all nations go their own way, yet He has not let him. He has not left Himself without testimony. Mm. There's testimony written about Jesus. There's testimony written about the living God all over the place. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their season. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your heart with joy. What's Paul appealing to? Um, Creation. Look around. God's divine qualities are seen in creation, in beauty, um, in the, uh, the beautiful symmetry of creation. Rain and growth and seasons the beautiful symmetry of creation and the inward sense of beauty and laughter and joy. Uh, Where does that come from? He's saying it comes from the living God. These are testimonies that there is a living God to behold. Even with these words, they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing to them. Then some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and won the crowd over. They stoned Paul and dragged him outside the city, thinking he was dead. But after the disciples had gathered around him, he got up and went back to the city. The next day, he and Barnabas left for Derby, and they ain't gonna stop. Can't, can't stop, won't stop. So he gets beaten to the point where they're like gathering around and praying for him that he and he, he comes to. And uh, back next day, let's go. We're going to Derby. They preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. Then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. Hmm. You know, sometimes your your derby is around the other side of your Lystra. Paul got beat up in Lystra, but on the other side of Lystra was derby, and a great number of people came to Christ. Sometimes you got to get through Lystra to get to your derby. You know what I'm saying? And then you can go back to Lystra a different person. You can go back to, to Lystra in, in victory. Sometimes you got to go through a hard season so you can get to the fruitful season. And then you can go back to that other, that other season and, and bring life. Sometimes you got to go through that hard place to get to the good place. And then after you get to that good place, your strength and you see the provision of God, the goodness of God, the mercies of God, the power of God. Then you're able to go back to that hard place again with but as a different person. So many lessons in that. So maybe you're in Lystra right now. It's hard. You feel like you're getting beat up, like Paul. Hey, your Derby might be on right on the other side of that. They, verse twenty-one. They preached the gospel in that city and won a large number of disciples. They returned. Oh, I read, read that already. Uh, here we go. We we must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. They said. Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church. And with prayer and fasting, committed them to the Lord, in whom they had put their trust. After going through Pisidia, they came to Pamphylia, and when they had preached the word at Perga, they went down to Antilia. So they're kind of giving us the, the their path here, right? All the cities they went through: Derby to Pisidia to Pamphylia, uh, then down went down and preached at Perga, and then down to Antilia. Uh, at Atalia. there's no N in there. Yeah. From Atalia, they sailed back to Antioch, where they, had been committed, but to the great, where they had been committed to the grace of God for the work they had now completed. So they finished that first missionary journey. On arriving there, they gathered the church together and reported all that God had done through them and how he had opened the door of faith to the Gentiles. And they stayed there a long time with the disciples. It's awesome. So there's been, they've just... Paul and Barnabas, originally with John Mark, but who turned back during the first that, this first missionary journey, uh, they've just completed that first missionary journey. And you can look online. You can look up Paul's missionary journeys. There were three. And uh, and it'll show you the, the path of those missionary journeys. And you can see on a map kind of the path that he took uh, here in this first journey, which the Word tells us here in Acts 14, they had now completed and they gathered together with the church and celebrated uh, what they had done and that they had made it safely and that the gospel had spread and advanced to uh, everywhere they went. That's awesome. God is good. Man, I I pray that you feel commissioned today. Um, You know, every day we set out on a missionary journey. You know what? When you leave your front door, you go on that path, and it may be a very predictable path, that you go on every day to work, your commute back home, um, and whatever that is, but every day you're 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 setting out when you leave your home on a missionary journey. Um, that's how we should see our work, our lives. I'm setting out on a missionary journey today. I'm a missionary everywhere I go. So that's why I start with Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast and <laughs> the Word of God, so that I'm ready and equipped and filled up so that I can make the most of every opportunity, I pray that you do that today. I pray that you sense His love and grace, and maybe you're in Allestria. It's hard. I pray that you sense God's presence and peace and power in your life, and uh, are filled with hope that Derby might be on the other side. That 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 city of fruitfulness and receptivity and gladness, um, I believe it's there for you. All right, you guys, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your Holy Word. Thank you for uh just the spreading of the gospel and the privilege that we have to be a part of this great enterprise in the world of spreading the good news of being hope dealers of being able to go to the lame and saying jump <laughs> to go into and letting giving people hope and giving them life and encouragement and um what a privilege it is for us to be called your sons and daughters help us to pass that on to others to point people to you uh lord as we step out today maybe we're you know, midway through our missionary journey today. Maybe we're just starting out. We pray that you keep our eyes open, our hearts tender. Help us to look at people, and as Paul did, see those people who have faith, to see those people who are hungry and desirous of you. And may we step into those spaces and into those opportunities with the fullness of the gospel. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you, my friend. Love you guys! Thank you for spending time this morning in the Word of God. We'll be back at it tomorrow with Acts chapter fifteen, a great chapter. First church business meeting, Acts chapter fifteen. It'll be awesome. Thanks for spending time. Thanks for liking, sh- subscribing, sharing uh, this podcast. That's how the word gets out. It's you that it's you that helps build this uh, community. So thank you uh, for sharing it with your friends and neighbors on your social media feeds, on your uh, Facebook stories, Instagram stories. Uh, wherever else you're uh, on social media. Thank you for letting people know about it. I really do appreciate that. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.